Hey everyone, just wanted to hop in real quick before the episode begins to um, let you know that this is a holiday episode that Colin and I actually recorded last winter before Christmas. It uh, just never made it onto our feed, so we thought that we would share it with you this year since we had it, and we've been super busy this year, hence all the gaps in our episodes that we've been putting out, so we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, it's a fun little movie review on Violent Night, so enjoy, um, and Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. Uh, we hope you have a nice winter holiday time. The level of gore and the level of violence, I, I again, I don't know if I've said this already, but like, it took me by surprise, and it continued to take me by surprise, even to the very end. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Other Brothers Podcast, the show where two best friends give their thoughts and opinions on any and all consumable content out there in the world. I'm John. And I'm Colin, and we are your hosts. And, and today, Merry we're going to say Merry Christmas. Woo, yeah, it's Christmas. See? Thought, you thought that I was going to introduce the movie, and then we were like, bam, Merry Christmas. This is um, a fun little special holiday episode for you, because it's two days after Christmas at the time that this is coming out for you guys right now recording. It's a little bit before it, so for us who aren't super experienced podcasters, it feels a little weird saying Merry Christmas when it's yeah, not Merry, Christmas. Merry, but You know what? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to and you. And happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoy your winter. Celebrate Kwanzaa. Hopefully it's not too cold where you are. It's but, pretty, uh, pretty okay where I am. Yeah. Well, you live in Florida. That doesn't count. <laughs> that, that's accurate. Um, yeah. Pennsylvania much can colder. be a little bit chillier. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's fine. But anyway, what are we talking about today, Colin? Today we are going to talk about the new Christmas classic, Violent Night. Christmas classic. I like how you put that. <laughs> Maybe one day it will be, but right now it's just a good old time it is um, it is a time <laughs> it's definitely a time <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about violent night which if you haven't seen any promotions for it basically I, i'm gonna count this as my one sentence summary but i'm stealing it okay. from all the ad campaigns this is home alone meets die hard plus a little bit extra blood and that's kind of where i'm at with it okay um my one sentence uh summary review is what if the creators of John Wick made a Christmas special? Okay. I would I when I was thinking about what this movie was like, it made me think of the Kingsman movie. Um just the Kingsman mm. movies in terms of like how it was shot and like how the violence kind of was portrayed. So, yeah, John Wick is a good way to put it as well though. That's kind of fun. Oh, that's all I could think about throughout this entire okay, movie. Cool. And uh I think it's a good thing to at this point already top of the episode spoiler warning so yeah if this is the kind of movie that sounds appealing to you or like something you would enjoy in the holiday times to watch alongside other holiday classics such as die hard and that vein of intense christmas movie krampus you know those kinds of things maybe come back later if you haven't seen it because from here on out there will be spoilers yeah, we are going to be going a little bit in depth with this movie, just like we do with all of the other movie reviews we do. We will be talking about how we feel about it, different things that happen in it. So you have been warned. Yeah. And enjoy and, uh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, John? I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really fun. Obviously kind of dark, kind of bloody, messy, but very fun. It it's, was 
It was about as fun as I think I was expecting it to be. What took me by surprise was the level of gore. Like, it got graphic, and it got intensely graphic, much more than I think I was expecting. Because I don't know where I lost it in translation. I didn't realize this movie was rated R. Oh. I thought it was rated PG-13. No way. Definitely no. rated R. <laughs> um, and I kind of knew that I did know that going in. And I went in kind of with the mindset of this is going to be a gory movie. Just I don't know what trailers you had seen for it, if any, or anything about it. I saw one trailer like back in, I think, October. And it okay. was just like the the like teaser trailer. It wasn't anything. Yeah. Like I've seen more trailers for Cocaine Bear than I have for Violent Night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, because like in one of the trailers, it's... They literally show the part where he sticks the grenade down the guy's pants and he's like, I got to watch, I got to watch, I got to watch it happen. And oh. then he watched, <laughs> watches the guy blow up and I was like, oh, it's going to be that kind of movie. Okay, gotcha. good okay. to know. And the guy getting stabbed with the star that was in a trailer, I think. So I was like, this is a messy movie. Good to know. I'm ready for this. So <laughs> I went in with the expectation of gore. See, I, I went in almost blind to this movie unintentionally. Like that, that wasn't a goal of mine. I just you know, hadn't really watched any trailers and sitting down and you get the first scene of David Hopper. Uh... David Hopper. I really <laughs> like your mixture of David Harbour and Sheriff Hopper. Um, hey, yeah, well, yeah. You get I love him sitting down. <laughs> I love how you intertwine people's characters and their actual names. It's very fun. It makes it's like a game for me. It lets me try and figure out who you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> it's it's well, a fun. good time. It's a fun puzzle. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. No, you're good. The the so the opening scene to this movie really set the tone for me as far as if I was gonna like the movie or not. Mm-hmm. Um, with him sitting down, and you have actual Santa, who's at this point a drunkard thinking about quitting, just doesn't care anymore, <laughs> talking to a mall Santa and this uh, dive bar bartender who's really nice, but it's just you can t- you because we're the audience and we know what's actually going on. You get the whole like. Oh, this Santa doesn't know who he's talking to, kind of thing. Yeah, and he hands off the present to the uh, to the bartender, saying, "Oh, this is for Jimmy. Save me the trip from having to drive to your house." <laughs> That's funny, but then you get him driving away on the sleigh, and you get her with her look of wonder and merriment. Oh my God, I'm seeing Santa before getting vomited on. Yep. And from that moment, I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe not the type of humor I'm going to enjoy, but I'm going to love this movie." Uh huh. <laughs> exactly. Not my usual go-to Christmas movie for sure, but definitely fun. Definitely dark humor in a lot of ways. But in that, like, even in that opening scene, I love just the conversation that Mall Santa is having with Real Santa, and Real Santa's like, "I would. N- I'm the one who started it. It was me." And all, like, <laughs> he's just like yeah. not hiding the fact that he is Santa Claus, but it just comes off as this guy who is so done with his job as a mall Santa. And that's just so funny to me, <laughs> the way that it's presented. It was very well written, I feel like, especially in that opening scene for that. Yeah. Um, from here, then, we get introduced to our main character, Translucent. <laughs> <laughs> should I, Should I get that? Should I understand your joke? <laughs> it's up to you. Is it the person? Is it the actor? Yeah. Okay. Who is? What is he in that's translucent that I don't understand? No, he the boys. Like he's translucent from the boys. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's yeah. cool. Now, see, sorry, nope, wouldn't uh, <laughs> wouldn't have registered. Um, it's okay, cool. I got another couple of those for you. 
perfect. Great. Give me their actual names too for the people listening at home. Okay. Um, um I'll reset that. And also for me, because apparently I don't know who Translucent is. <laughs> well, no, I was surprised because I was looking through the uh, IMDb and it was like, oh, this is Translucent. And I was like, oh, it is Translucent. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that was so long so- ago. <laughs> <laughs> So then we get introduced to our main character, uh, Translucent, otherwise known as Alex Hassel, <laughs> otherwise known as character name. Let's look at the IMDb. Jason. Yeah. Um, and Jason's an interesting character throughout this whole movie, I feel like, because um, he comes from this really rich family. And there, his mom is like, the worst person in the world. <laughs> in, yeah, for sure. Um, and we find out throughout this movie that Jason is really just trying to get away from his family, right? He's trying to, like, essentially separate himself from his family, um, which we and find more about like, later. But... Well, it sounds like the separation uh, from his family also probably had something to do with the divorce that he may or may not be going through, um, his daughter wanting his mom and dad back together, his mom and dad, her mom and dad back together. Yeah, it's uh, some surprising family issue stuff being thrown into a Christmas movie, but it's kind of cool because um, it touches on like relevant real, real world topics. Well, well I'm, I'm more mis- so meant to show just like just it feels like his mom was a direct reason why that relationship failed. Oh, yeah. I, yes, 100%, because she's controlling and needs everything to be her way, and she doesn't like his family, I feel like, is the situation. But I don't think she likes anyone, um, just Which based is on fair. how she acts. But yeah, so we um, we get to see this house, right? We get to Well, we get to see them driving to this house. He picks up his daughter from school, and they go there. Um, and in that car ride, you really feel that tension between him and his wife. Um and just that weird dynamic. And then I really liked the scene where they get to his mom's estate, right? And they talk to the security guard guy in the booth before they let him in and stuff. Which I thought he was going to be more crucial throughout the movie than he ended up being. I um, thought we were going to be cutting back to him throughout things happening within the house. And then, spoiler alert, he dies really fast and it made me sad when he died it made me really they, sad too because the introduction they give him they're like oh i didn't want to work on christmas eve but here i am i know no he was such a nice guy i was like oh oh man like everybody else in the house that we didn't grow to actually meet as characters whatever they could die it's fine like yeah death is death but him <laughs> he was given a name he was shown some personality and he just it, dies and it seemed like he had a relationship quickly. with everybody in that car, including the daughter, uh, yeah. uh, Trudy. Mm-hmm. Just so everybody knows at home, Colin and I have watched this movie once each. It's been a couple of weeks, I think, at this point since either of us have watched it. <laughs> we're probably going to be it's jumping around a lot in this episode. Just we're, different it's places. more of a conversation. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to kind of chat about what we liked and what we didn't like about it. Um. And I think a big portion of that is just going to be talking about David Harbour as Santa Claus and his take on it. And as it should be mostly about that, because that's the bulk of the movie anyway. 
Um, so let's talk about David Harbour as Santa Claus. Yeah, so we, we kind of touched on it a little bit with uh, the opening scene, but I feel like the opening scene was more of like a proof of concept to take to the studio to like say, hey, this is the kind of movie we want to make. And then when they got granted permission from there, that's when they made the rest of the movie. Yeah. Works. I have to say, though, <laughs> there, there is something special about watching Santa piss on DC. That's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> like it's not, it's maybe not highbrow entertainment, but I, that made me laugh. No, I, uh, yeah, I agree with that completely. Um, I really liked that they gave Santa this really dark backstory yeah, of him being say, this let, like murderous barbarian guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> not what, what I was, was his expecting. Viking, his Viking name was something crazy, but the the I don't know. Uh, but his hammer's name was Skull Crusher, and that's yeah, so that's funny it. to me. Um, <laughs> I just I was not like I knew that this was going to be a violent Santa movie, but I was not expecting him to have a murderous, bloody background like that. I was not. I, I might have said this earlier. I was expecting PG thirteen. And I, and I know some of the things you can get away with with a PG-13 movie. I didn't realize that this was rated R. And the level of gore and the level of violence... I, I Again, I don't know if I've said this already, but like it took me by surprise. And it continued to take me by surprise, even to the very end. Yeah, no, it was a lot throughout the entire thing. Um, between... I don't know, there was something about... Like, Santa's got this bushy white beard, and it's big, and it's fluffy, and it's nice. There was just something really disturbing about seeing it soaked with blood. I was just like, ugh, Santa, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was very disconcerting to me. Um, well, in a that, good way, but... That, the whole, like, Santa literally stabbing people, clocking them in the face with a sock full of, uh, of pool balls, like, mm -hmm. just brutal on brutal yeah you know and and I, I the entire movie and even earlier and even now i can't stop comparing it to like a john wick christmas special yeah no and that's totally fair on the other side of like we just talked about how we didn't expect him to be this murderer this viking barbarian guy right um on the other side though i came into this movie knowing that that's what this movie was going to kind of be right this bloody action-packed santa taking out these bad guys movie so even though i knew that and i knew that he was going to be this like this guy who came in killing i didn't expect him to have that past but then at the beginning of the movie when he's in this house and this break-in starts and he like is afraid of the fighting that caught me off guard too i was like not expecting him to be like fighting ah even though Santa normally wouldn't do that. I don't know. It just, my mind was very in a weird place watching this movie because it was different. It, it definitely seemed like it. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, though, I'm kind of glad that he was acting that way in that he needed some sort of arc in this movie mm -hmm. and needed some sort of growth beyond, oh, I need to care again. You know, I need to care about Christmas now. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that was that a little no, bit. No, and I think so. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that with that arc at the beginning, he was very much was like, I'm sick of milk. I'm sick of cookies. This is stupid. This is awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Um, 
He's like, ooh, a massage chair. I'm going to just relax, take a nap in that, screw yeah, the rest of the... Yeah, full falls asleep. Perfect. Yep. Um, that's when he wakes up to this chaos that's going on in this house. He just wakes up to the gunshots happening in the house after these guys did, are... Did you have any idea that this was a heist movie? I didn't know what it was going to be because... I knew it was going to be violent. I knew that there was going to be, there, it was had to do with a family in a house, right? My guess, pro, I guess going in, I probably assumed it was going to be some sort of heist because comparing it to Die Hard and Home Alone, both of those are heist movies. So I probably would have assumed it was a heist of some sort, but I really went in just kind of with an open mind to it. I was like, this will be a fun movie. I don't know what it's going to be. I know it's going to be violent. That's it. Um, That's fair. Speaking of the heist, when, when they're going around looking at all the different caterers and, and everything, mm-hmm. and the, the one caterer is pouring drinks and just has the most, like, she has just the most evil aura. Yeah. In that, like, definitely, like, symbolizing, like, oh, I'm a hidden bad guy. Uh-huh. Um, and watching her, uh, I think it's Candy Cane. I think it's that one. Yeah, I think her her, uh, name, her code name was Candy Cane. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was probably... Out of everything in this movie, I think she was my second favorite, like, part of this movie. Sure. Just because of her character going from that to then realizing, like, oh, shit, this is the real Santa when they finally capture him. Yeah. To, <laughs> to you mentioned Home Alone, the amazing Home Alone sequence. Uh, with Trudy upstairs in the <laughs> yeah. attic. Um, let's just dive. I guess we'll dive into that. That's yeah, we said we're, we're jumping all around. We're just we're jumping all around. It's fine. I was waiting for the Home Alone feel to happen, right? Because for most of it, it feels very Die Hard. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel with that comparison. There's a lot more Die Hard moments than there are Home Alone moments. I feel like, but yes. that Trudy hiding in the attic, literally doing the Die Hard, the Home Alone things because she's like, I love Home Alone. I'm gonna. Yeah, I just Home watched Alone. Home Alone. I, the, the, the second so, that she mentioned it at the beginning, I was like, "You better have some sort of traps." Yeah. And the fa- and the fact that they fail outright at the very beginning made me laugh even harder because I uh-huh. was like, "Oh yeah, of course a kid isn't gonna do this." And then Trudy full on like is implicated in the murder of two people. Uh, yes, she is. Candy um, cane and gingerbread. And I love that she mentions the Home Alone thing, and then the bad guys also mention it and they're like you're not gonna get us with these home alone traps seeing the nail that's on the step because that's yep. classical that's the worst part of home alone to me watching that foot that go is, in that nail that um, and the spider those are the two hardest things so, to watch in that entire movie yeah so i was very uncomfortable with that happening i was like oh we're gonna see this again and i'm gonna hate it uh but then they stepped over it which was better and i was like okay good he missed it and then she cut the step and he falls and it's so much worse because it goes through under his tongue uh, through yeah, his mouth it, i thought i thought i didn't need to see anything like that again after watching hot fuzz i thought after hot fuzz no movie had to do that again nope apparently they did this it. one did they did it yeah um and then the the sound of it coming off of his jaw as he uh-huh. stands back up was yeah. pretty uh yeah then the bowling balls to the face that knock him backward onto a mat bed full of nails. nails of yeah, just a full just, bed of nails. Yep. Oh, man. Trudy's brutal. <laughs> uh, but I so en- cute and innocent at the same time. I enjoyed the fact that it was also like little traps, like the, the glue sticking the boots to then the, the uh, Christmas ornaments. Yeah. Nasty. But so and smart. Then, so yeah. smart. And the whole time that this movie is going on, 
uh, Trudy's trying to convince her family that Santa's real. Like, no, 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 I talked to him on the radio. See, the the radio, you told me that Santa would hear. That was actually a really cool way to make very... that, that communication happen. Um, yeah, it was because... touching and it allowed, like, more dialogue rather than just action scene, action scene, yeah. action scene. Yay, we're saved. And what was so cool about it is that it, like, it really wasn't magic at all for that part of it, right? Like, there were moments where Santa's magic showed, um, especially with his, his bag, which I thought was a really cool mechanic as well, using the bag and the presents oh. that magically appear when you <laughs> reach into it, right? That was a cool mechanic, but... I really enjoyed that he didn't seem to have any control over yeah. what he was pulling out of the bag. No, because he didn't really understand the bag either. No, it's just... just so he was like, "I don't get it. It's magic. I don't know. I I just I, I just pull it out and I set it down." But but in that one fight scene, uh, in the like video game basement area, mm-hmm. where he's trying to trying to get something that he can use as a weapon, it's just video game, video game, video game, gift card, gift card, money. And that's that's so funny, especially to you and I in the year 2022, because that is what everybody asks for. That's what I ask yeah. for. That's what you ask for. Like, please, just give me money. Yeah. Or give me a movie or give me something that isn't like a toy, right? Because we don't need that. Um, and teenagers right now don't want that either. They just want their next video game. That was perfect. Uh, but the radio is not magic, which when I saw it in the trailer, I knew that there was a radio, right? Um, I knew okay. that Trudy communicated to him through this toy walkie-talkie. And I had assumed that it was going to be something magical. Like it did magically reach Santa somehow. Um, so the fact that it didn't and that he just ended up in that like game room and he just took a walkie talkie off of one of the bad guys, but it was switched to the correct channel for it to reach Trudy, like very plot armory coincidence. Sure. Uh, but it worked out and I didn't mind that it was like, well, that's, that's convenient. Right. But yeah. I thought it was a really cool thing, and it made her believe even more, which was super cute to see. And not only that, but there's also, like, little bits of, like, really wholesome moments sprinkled in and amongst all of this, like, graphic, violent <laughs> death. Yeah. Like, with the, the homemade cookies. Like, Santa's holding on to these homemade cookies mm-hmm. almost the entire time. I mean, he stuffs them in his pocket. But, like, the fact that he goes back to them throughout, like, the night... As like, a, yeah, this person cares. And then Trudy's like, oh, I believe in Santa. Santa, help me. Like, it's really wholesome Yeah. in how they talk and how they go about things. Or even when Trudy's trying to, like, don't give up, Santa. You've got this. And then, you know, he, uh, he looks over and sees a sledgehammer. And he has this, like, angelic music as he looks <laughs> over and sees this version of Skull Crusher. Oh, it was <laughs> awesome. I love that. I thought it was really, really funny. Uh, the scene inside that shed where he finds that sledgehammer, by the way, reminds me a lot of, um, aside from John Wick, Annabelle, or Annabelle Creation, I should say, in that it's this shed, and then things get really scary. Like, yeah, he stealthily takes out all these people in these really violent ways, but in almost the sense of it being shot as like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that. I thought it was really cool. I love that shed scene. That's when things like started to get real, right? Like, yeah, he had done some of the other killing before that, but he didn't seem like he was in control for the first large portion of this movie. It wasn't until he had that hammer and he felt like himself again. Like he felt like he had that power and that ability. Um, that shed scene is really what like I think awoke his inner 
savior yeah. demon fighter guy. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know what to call him, but his inner Santa of the yeah, past. He, he went back to his Viking roots. He did. Um, and that hammer is what kind of awoke that. Before that, like, yeah, we had the scene in the game room where he used the sock full of pool balls and took out a guy and then he stabbed a star into a guy's eye and turned the tree on and it electrocuted him and set him on fire which was <laughs> yeah so only gross. just all that stuff yeah so gross <laughs> um i think the honestly despite all of those different crazy gory messy things that happen in this movie the hardest thing to watch was when the the one guy, like the, not, I don't even think he was second in command, but like the one henchman guy who was oh, in the, the... the one that was just a complete sociopath. Yeah, him. When he was in the living room with the whole family and he grabbed the uh, nutcracker. I think that was Jingle. It might have been Jingle. I don't remember. I'm trying I don't to remember know, all their names. Yeah. The crazy one um, who just wanted to kill the kill, right? Um, he grabs the nutcracker and they put Jason's finger in the nutcracker. I was like, oh... Someone's just going to say something. He's going to be fine. I did not expect crushed finger to happen on screen. That was probably like the worst thing to have to I, watch. I would say that that was probably just as graphic to watch as the final kill where Santa grabs onto Krampus and takes him up the chimney and is just left with like a, 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 a severed chest, no arms, body, like just, Mr. You mean Mr. Scrooge? Yeah. Mr. Um, Scrooge. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I uh, that was more than I was expecting to. I was like, oh, <laughs> he used his chimney magic to kill and a just, man. <laughs> I just covered in blood. Just Apparently, it of blood. only works for Santa. Anyone else that tries to go with him cannot. It doesn't work right. I'd so, like to know how uh, he found that out, but I'm glad we didn't see that on screen either. No, my yeah, that's. I was just gonna say. In the hundreds of years that he's been Santa, has he ever been spotted? And has someone ever grabbed onto him and tried to, like, follow him? I I think you're trying to insinuate that Santa might have murdered people before this, aside from when he was a Viking. I'm not... not Obviously, it's in <laughs> unintentional, so that would just be involuntary manslaughter. It's a oh, little okay. better. It's not good. It's not good. Um, I'm just... I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's a real possibility, though, right? Especially if he's fallen asleep in massage chairs constantly. I feel like... That's... I mean, that's fair. I mean, then you have people like Scrooge, who... Let's talk about Scrooge for a little bit. Um, otherwise, uh, known as Bruno. So we are going to talk about Bruno. And yeah. Sid from Ice Age. I love John Leguziano. <laughs> Leguziano. Let me say that again. I love John Leguziano. I think he's awesome. Um, and seeing him in this movie was really funny. I was like... Bruno. I literally thought that when I saw him. <laughs> yeah. No, it made me think that, but then, like, I, I just wanted to look further back in the IMDb just to see if there's anything else that I knew him from, and seeing Sid from Ice Age pop up, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. I didn't even ever realize that. I don't think that he was Sid from Ice Age, but... Uh, one cool. last thing, uh, just because we are jumping around so much. Um, what, What's her name? Uh, Gertrude in the movie? That's, uh, that's, uh, oh, what, what's her name? Uh, uh, Aline, uh, Griswold from the, the Vacation movies. Oh, okay. I, that's the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah, I Eileen? was. Eileen? I think, I don't know. Anyway. 
I was trying to figure out where I knew her from. She sounded familiar. She looked familiar. I was like, where the heck have I seen her before? Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. But yeah, I was like, I know her. I know who this is. Why can't I figure out who this is? Yeah. Anyway, th- those I, I went through the IMDb and those were the names that really like popped out to me that I was like, where do I know you from? Oh, that's an interesting spot. Yeah, anyway. That's cool. So you want to talk about Scrooge. So I do want to talk Sc- about Scrooge. What are your thoughts on Scrooge? I want to say this was a really interesting villain and a really interesting plan of like how to like take care of this ultra wealthy family uh, and incorporate uh her her security kill squad which apparently this isn't the first like murder kidnapping thing that's happened to this family so they have a kill squad on speed dial which um, is weird and crazy and also terrifying and to have them also be implicated in this you know security coup uh for what 300 million dollars was that it yeah like there were a lot of people there were a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot to divvy up. Like, that's... Is it worth if, it after yeah, you divvy that's it what up? I, was I don't thinking. know. I was like, I mean, I get $300 million is somewhat realistic to have, like, in a vault. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, you know? Yeah. Um, I we'll didn't get... think Scrooge was the bad guy uh, when he showed up on screen. And he was talking to the friendly security guy outside. Uh huh. I thought I thought that oh, this is just a random third party guy that's going to be involved in all this. I didn't realize like he was like the bad guy. No, me either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of his motivation? I thought he had an interesting backstory. I really did. Like he's like, my Christmas is sucked, so I hate Christmas, and I want you to hate Christmas too, and so I'm gonna steal your money. And <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go with the moniker Grinch. Yeah, really. I mean, Scrooge Scrooge wants the money, right? So I guess that makes sense. Scrooge is yeah. all about money, but hates Christmas. So that one kind of did fit. Um, the Grinch just That's wants fair. And, to... And his heart didn't really grow. It kind of exploded no. at the end. His, but... Well, his heart probably didn't explode. It's um, probably not in one piece. It might not be. That's fair. In, internally, I don't think everything's where it should be. Probably not. It's a little scramble in there, but that's okay. That was gross. I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Scrooge was definitely an interesting character. And it was way more unforgiving than I expected. I think all the bad guys were way more unforgiving. Like, yeah, like there's like ruthless killer, right? But then there's like, let's just murder everyone. Yeah, just, these guys were very sociopathic. Let's just murder everyone to murder everyone. Yeah. Once you tell me where the money is, we're going to kill you just because we want to kill you. Like, wow. We'll kill the child. I don't care. Like, that's that's a little much, right? Like, Yeah. Um, speaking of just randomly killing out of nowhere, when uh, the Hollywood boyfriend of uh, Gertrude Jr. Uh-huh. Uh, jumped out the window, went over, and found the kill squad like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they just shot him up. Mm-hmm. That took me by surprise. Me too. I thought they would have like at least just brought him back in, right? Like not. Well, that not only that, but I thought we were approaching the end of the movie. 
I thought that they were good guys. I thought, oh, these guys are showing up. Santa's going to take care of Scrooge. And then they're going to be like, what happened here? They're going to be like, Santa. And then the whole Kill Squad was just going to think that they were crazy. Nope, there was still another, like, 30 minutes of movie. No, that's true, too. Like, for as kind of streamlined and, like, straight story this movie was, that was kind of a twist I did not expect. And it's kind of an obvious one thinking about it. Like, yeah, okay, Kill Squad. Maybe they'll be bad, too. Who knows? That would make it more interesting. But it's not something that my brain thought of in this Christmas movie. I was like, okay, great. They're on a time crunch. They need to get this done. And I was like, they're cutting it close, but that'll make it interesting at the end, this whole fight between the Kill Squad and the bad guys, right? Yeah. Um, that's kind of where my brain went as well. So the fact that they ended up being on the same side, and it really was up to Santa, who at this point was very hurt. Um, I was like, are they getting out of this? We'll see. But yeah, it caught me off guard too. Real quick, I only have like one more thing to talk about with this movie okay <laughs> this movie was really violent for a movie called violent night but like i don't know that's really all there is to it this movie's not anything super deep it's just a fun violent action comedy christmas movie yeah i was i was thinking i'm like i don't know how much else there really is to say about it we could obviously go into detail on more characters if we want we could talk about trudy more we could do more of that but i'm sitting here and i'm like man this is not going to be a very long episode and i feel like we're not giving it the time of day that we usually do but but i mean like that's what this movie is it's nothing deep it's just a fun yeah gory action movie and i mean it's a like aside from the violence and the gore it is still just a christmas movie right yeah i mean it has the wholesome moments but, like, Christmas movies aren't usually super deep. It's, like, believe and yeah. family. And this movie covers those two things pretty well. It covers believe in Santa and mm-hmm. love your family. And that, those are the two and, Christmas and watching, essentials plus watching, five. Yeah, watching Linda and Jason come back together as uh, that was, like, Trudy's one wish. I didn't think that Linda and Jason were going to end up at together at the end of this movie. Like, I thought there was a possibility of it. But I just wasn't sure based off of just how the rest of this movie was going. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought Jason wasn't going to make it or Linda wasn't going to make it. But I thought Jason wasn't going to make it more simply because he gave that Christmas letter to his mom. And I thought that it was going to be very much of like a heartfelt, warming Christmas like <laughs> letter with a gift. And no, it turns out, hi, I'm Jason. I robbed you and stole all your money. You suck. Goodbye forever, Jason. And I love that <laughs> Merry his Christmas. mom took that and, yes, was pissed, but also was like, I'm proud of you. Good yeah. job. You did what I taught you to do. Oh, she <laughs> was all for it. so funny to me. I just stole $300 million of yours. Good job. <laughs> you did great. Um, and, and the fact that their relationship at the end of this is semi-repaired by the end, too. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. No, I... Uh, I think and it's awesome. Mrs. Mrs. Claus and Mr. Claus get back together. That's at least so uh, nice. they hint at it. Yeah. You get to see Skull Crusher, mm-hmm. like the actual Skull Crusher. I know. You know what I? Oh, uh... and, and even even Linda and and uh, Jason's family get get a heartfelt moment where they full on kill Jingle. Yeah, <laughs> it was very therapeutic so, for them. So while we don't really have anything to say other than "Wow, that kill was violent." Wow, that kill was violent. This movie did have enough heartwarming moments mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. And I think similar to what you said with Hawkeye being a 
yearly uh, Christmas watch. This might be a yearly Christmas watch this for me alongside be. Die Hard. Just because it's a different vibe, right? It's a very different feel, but it's still got those wholesome things that make you feel in the Christmas spirit, but in a very funny, different way. Yeah. Uh, I just have a question for you before we give our ratings and before we close out. Um, do you think that they would make a sequel of this movie? <laughs> I heard a rumor that they are planning on doing an Easter Bunny movie and other <laughs> like other holiday characters and doing like do, do you remember that that movie with Jack Frost uh Rise of the Guardians What a good movie. I was just no, thinking that based movie. on what you just said. I was like so like a live action Rise of the Guardians. And I think we're headed that way. That would be I really think that funny. might be a possibility. If this stays its own individual unique like closed story, great. Yeah. If it ends up being this montage of characters Great. I'm for it. Let's see what happens. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Um I would totally go see that. That's wild. That's all. I, I was I was just curious. Um, but now I guess I will ask Colin, what do you rate this movie? I think I would rate this movie, if I were rating it critically, I would rate it like a three, maybe a three and a half. Mm -hmm. But for pure enjoyment factor, I'm probably going to have to put this at a four and a half. I know I rate a lot of things at a four and a half. It, it mm -hmm. wasn't like I, I want to rate it a five, but I don't think it was just there because it was just such a nothing movie yeah not in a bad way but there just wasn't a whole lot to it but no, there's I not had a lot a of, substance, of fun with it but it is fun um yeah okay very cool what about I, you John? i kind of agree with you in a lot of ways i feel like if i was being critical and being like what points of this movie were actually worthwhile i'd probably have to give it like a three also um because it was still good right it wasn't like it was a bad yeah. movie i'm not going to give it below a 50 percent total um so oh, the effects get... were fantastic oh yeah um, so I'd probably give it, even with that in mind, like, I'd probably give it a 4. I don't think I'd go up to a 4.5. I don't think it, in my mind, is that good. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it, so I'd give it a 4, sure. It's a Christmas <laughs> movie, but it's a very violent Christmas movie. It's fun. I'm here for yeah. it. So we're good with 4. I'm going with a 4. So good job, Violent Night. So hopefully you enjoyed what you heard, and if you did, don't forget to rate us 5 stars on whatever podcast listening place you like to use. And if you didn't enjoy what you heard today, well, if you thought Santa was bad, wait till you see Krampus. <laughs> uh, so with that threat, uh, go give us that five-star rating. Also, there are new episodes of the Other Brothers podcast every Tuesday, kind of. Yeah, for the, we try. Uh, <laughs> but if you have any suggestions for what we should review next, you can let us know that on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at OtherBrosPod. And most importantly, tell your friends about us. We still were trying to grow this whatever this is and we look forward to more people listening to what we have to say and letting us know what they think yeah and with that i've been john i've been colin thank you for listening to another episode of the other brothers podcast and we'll see you guys next time and happy holidays everybody merry christmas <laughs> <laughs>